Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 10th in the year of our Lord. 2022, this is indeed our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And welcome indeed to Liberty Roundtable Live. Wow, we got an incredible broadcast today. First, a recap of yesterday's show. We had our guest on, Mr. Larry Pratt, formerly of Gun Owners of America. He's now retired, but... We had a discussion of all things Liberty, as we always do when Larry's on the radio, monthly broadcast with Larry Pratt. We talked about the Ernest Shackleton Incredible Voyage event. Uh, it's, uh, his ship was called the Endurance back in 1915 when it sunk. Lost in 1915, now the ship is found. They say because of the frigid waters and the way that it went down, controlled by the ice, etc., it's literally upright and in pristine condition. It will be a treasure trove uh, for those who will be investigating uh, the found shipwreck. Just incredible, just amazing uh, and interesting to say the least. Is the United States descending into a recession is a great question Forbes magazine's asking. And we're in serious trouble in America, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get into that with Brian Rust coming up on the Honest Money Report in mere seconds. But I'm telling you that gas prices right now are the most expensive in U.S. history, breaking a record from 2008 even. The average price for a regular gallon of gas right now in America is $4.17 a gallon, according to AAA, and going up as Joe Biden whacked out crazy loony Joe decides to uh, block imports from Russia. Oil prices jump as Biden announces full ban on Russian energy imports. Uh, That's one factor causing the problem. Uh, But shutting down energy production in the United States is another problem. Inflation added to that mix. Uh, Without our own energy, we can't export anymore. All these things taking a hit to every American's wallets, ladies and gentlemen. I find it beyond coincidence as well, ladies and gentlemen, as the U.S. trade deficit continues to grow. Yeah, in January, the import-export deficit gap widened to $89.7 billion in January. That's up $7 billion from December. And uh, Biden claims that it's not true that he's holding back on U.S. energy. Well, nothing's official until it's been denied, right? We need urgent action, ladies and gentlemen, on this issue. The economy is in serious, serious trouble. They say that it was rebounding wonderfully, but now Congress out of, quote, stimulus dollars because of COVID. Uh, Now, all things are culminating into a serious inflationary reality for Americans. And I don't find it 
just a coincidence that while the truckers right now are circling Washington, D.C. with their protests, that's when Joe allows gas prices to skyrocket. Joe's doing nothing to release product from the oil reserves. He's doing nothing to mitigate the problem. He's just simply saying, go buy electric cars, and wow, it's all Russia's fault. Shame on them, as Congress decides to put a ton of money into the Ukraine. Why we're picking sides, while we're, why we are advocating for and promoting war, while we claim we're staying out of it is beyond me, ladies and gentlemen. To fund the Ukrainians, to sanction Russia, literally puts us in the middle of war crimes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in my humble opinion, to which I am entitled. They're not only that, though, in addition to the war, they're jettisoning COVID discussions because they know full well they've been caught in so many lies it's not even funny. I just got an email from our buddy Matt Staver. I don't know if I'll have time to get to it today. Um, but he basically says, hey, the government was forced to admit in court that the vaccines don't do any good, that there's all kinds of vaccine side effects that they literally covered up. Yeah, the CDC, your government, Anthony Fauci, they all got caught and had to admit it in court. Oh, boy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is shocking. Uh, there are war criminals on domestic and foreign fronts, if you ask me. This is out of control. Not only that, they're using climate change and the war and everything else to cover up the crimes on COVID and more. So now they say urgent action on climate change needed to secure a, quote, livable future. UN report warns, I guess they say the assessment was produced by 270 scientists in 66 countries. Details how global warming is already wreaking havoc around the world. NBCnews.com. See, they're doubling down now on climate change. They're pushing for an, a global reset of everything. Finances, economy, uh, global warming, climate change, whatever words you want to use. They're resetting everything in our society and creating laws to ratchet down all of us in the name of saving us from, what, ourselves? Yeah, climate change fear-mongering, ladies and gentlemen, has become completely un. I mean, they are crazy. They want you to believe it's going to be 250 degrees and acid rain is going to be everywhere. Why? Because you happen to burp. Excuse me. Pardon me. Biden literally waging war on truckers. <clears throat> All of us will pay the price. The truckers can't bring goods and services to us with current gas prices. Everybody in the economy forced to raise prices. The Biden administration, while that's going on, literally lied to the people in more ways than one on vaccines. Not only did they lie on the facts relating to vaccines and the experiments, but they had contrary information that they did not release for fear that people might not trust the vaccines. But they were experimental and they had tons of side effects. I mentioned that Matt Staver and others are reporting on that where the government, the CDC, was forced to admit a lot of this in court. But it gets worse because while that was happening, a two-pronged approach of abuse and dishonesty was happening by your government, ladies and gentlemen, by my government, by our government. The Biden administration literally funneled a whopping $1 billion to mainstream media news networks. What for? To promote vaccine propaganda to millions of unsuspecting Americans. Yeah, new court documents reveal in response to a FOIA request. Yeah. Turned out the government literally purchased advertising from major news networks, including ABC, CBS, NBC, as well as cable news networks like Fox and Newsmax. They all took money to lie about vaccines. They got caught in court. 
So now the lies are legion, if you will. I mean, it is out of control, folks. We've been reporting on this, but where's your mainstream press? Silent as could be. Nothing but crickets from those people, right? Wow. Second hour, we talked about Wisconsin. Historic report on 2020 election fraud. Yeah, there's a call to decertify the election in Wisconsin because of the fraud. Tucker Carlson uh, and Red Pill 78 and Pundit or Gateway Pundit gave me the news on this. Really, vote fraud everywhere. We're starting to discover that, too. Their lies are absolutely coming out on every front. Believe it or not, for example, a new study by Lund University, that's in Sweden, by the way, shows that the COVID mRNA shots do indeed enter the liver and create DNA within six hours. This new Swedish study published in current issues of molecular biology shows that the COVID-19 vaccine literally enters the liver cell line and creates DNA within six hours. Man-made manipulated DNA creation by force of experimental, well, they're not even vaccines, experimental gene therapy. The CDC lied again and responded that COVID-19 vaccines do not change or interact with your DNA in any way they lie. Their website continues to insist that, hey, it never enters the nucleus of the cells. And don't worry, all the elements in the vaccine leave the body. They lie. They got caught lying by this Sweden study. Now, you got a Sweden study published in a well-known, reputable magazine going against the CDC. Well, here's what happens. Then Twitter picks sides, sides with the dishonest CDC, and shuts down. Twitter tweets about the peer-reviewed Swedish COVID study published in the recognized medical journal. It's out of control. We wrapped up yesterday's broadcast by talking about this interesting term. Survey, quote, Christian worldview in the U.S. being supplanted by syncretism. A blending, if you will, where no single life philosophy is dominant. Bob Unruh, WND.com with the piece. It seems that most preteen parents are not aware or are certainly unfazed by the contradiction between calling themselves Christians but living in ways that repudiate the belief in and the commandments of Jesus Christ. Not to mention the principles in the Bible. We're talking about a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, right? The polling reveals in this survey that not only are a majority of today's parents— Millennials, that's the adult generation in America today, they're least likely to uh, have or possess a biblical view, but 94% of parents have a worldview known as syncretism. That's a merging of philosophies and beliefs. Syncretism is the attempt to harmonize different opposing views, ideas, or principles, and the goal is to combine those beliefs or practices. Syncretism, ladies and gentlemen. Syncretism is the blending of cultures and beliefs from different places religiously. Syncretism means the fusion of two or more thought systems. Anyway, the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, the parliament of the world's religions are working on what's called a global bioethic. We're going to come back and talk to Brian Russ about that in seconds on your radio. 
We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about this interesting principle called syncretism, ladies and gentlemen. Syncretism is the blending of cultures and ideas from different places, ladies and gentlemen. This is a serious issue where they're trying to really unite the world's religions, ladies and gentlemen. And what they don't want to do is tell you they're going to get rid of your religion and have a world religion. They know you'll balk at that. So what they're doing is they're slowly but surely using this syncretism term, ladies and gentlemen, the fusion of two or more thought systems and can be applied to philosophy, politics, religion, etc. But it's literally merging a religious viewpoints into different systems. I get that there's theological differences, folks, but when you start to literally challenge Things like God says male and female created I them. I believe there's male and female. But see, they want to jettison that. Uh, when we say there's a God or a Jesus Christ, a Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, they want to jettison that. And what they're doing is the parliament of the world's religions uh, have a declaration towards what they call a global ethic. Um, a global ethic. And then they say by a global ethic, what we mean is, hey, we don't want a domination of all religions above all others. No, that's not what we want. What we really want, listen, we mean a fundamental consensus on binding values, irrevocable standards, and personal attitudes. Well, think about what that means. No, we don't want to take away your religion, but we want to control your beliefs, your thoughts, your everything. <laughs> that's really what's going on, folks. It is shocking. And so beware that on one hand, they say they're not really trying to merge the world's religions. No, they're just trying to do a, quote, ethics 
a global ethic. But you can believe what you want as long as you subscribe to the global ethic. The playing games, Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com. Welcome back, my dear friend. What do you think? We don't want to change your religion. We just want to have you subscribe to a global ethic that they set, yeah. Brian. <laughs> there you go. Uh, change my thoughts and so on. Kind of, yeah, that's interesting. Now you ethically know gender's fluid, right? Yeah. yeah. See, gender's fluid. You ethically understand that, don't you? There's no male and female. Right. You just wake up feeling right. femi today. You're female. Okay, that that's an ethic you better subscribe to, my friend. Right. What about my my X and Y? It wasn't didn't no, we, I, in no, school, no, no. That's, you got to follow well, the when science. I went to school. Oh, okay. All right. You're dealing with old science there, my friend. They got new <laughs> science coming out. That's right. Well, <laughs> okay. It, this that's... is just psychotic. Now you believe in God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ, right? And the Holy Ghost. You you know that's a figment of your imagination. It's a crutch for your feeble mind. You realize that, right? Well, I don't because I I I. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you, you probably need to be locked up if you're going to dissent like that. You you can't uh, well. espouse those psychotic views that you dreamt up, my friend. Yeah, gotta, well. Okay, now I'm joking with Brian, but I'm saying no, this is the kind are. of stuff these people are talking about, Brian. They're crazy. Yeah, well, it's they're absolutely psychotic. Yeah, I, I think there's some, we can kind of look at this and say, you know, perhaps, you know, we're we're talking about this right now, but I think, you know, in in history going back there's been attempts to you know i guess maybe do some of that well you know i know satan's plan is about mixing it all up and making us think we're crazy if we're people attacking us to because our our beliefs are not maybe what their beliefs are and so on but yeah yeah literally they call it parliament of the world's religions they want a declaration towards a global ethic, Brian. By global ethic, they say we do not mean a, quote, global ideology or a single unified religion. No, sir. No, we don't want one beyond all existing religions. That's not what we mean. Certainly not the domination of one religion, sir. You got that? No, 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 no. Right. But what we, need, what we mean is a global ethic. And what we mean by that, my friend, is a fundamental consensus on binding values, irrevocable standards, and personal attitudes, see? Mm. When you read that, you go, what? They don't want a global (laughs) religion, but they just said they want, well, they're just not going to call it religion? Because it's really the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I think you're right. Is it twisted and turned enough to where we can't? wrap our you know our hands around you know our mind around it or and it confuses us kind of like all the things that are going on now kind of that we're so pushed here and pulled here and twisted here and said here how about we just get back to the truth isn't the truth that will make us free good for brian man we gotta have more of that ladies and gentlemen because that's what it's going to take to stop these goons we're gonna have to call a spade a spade when they walk around and tell you there's no males and females you go, hey, when I was a kid, all they told me to do is look at the plumbing. <laughs> this is pretty easy, folks. Come on now. Stop already. God said it and look at the plumbing. It's pretty obvious. God and science put that together, and, man, their challenge is something that's so basic, it boggles my mind. See, we need to stand up like that, Brian. We need right. to say you guys are just off your rockers crazy. Yeah, that's right. I agree. All right. 
anyway, yeah. I just thought I'd bring that to your attention because I found that kind of so shocking <laughs> that they're really literally talking about these things like this. Like we're stupid enough to go, yeah, the parliament of the world's religions, that's who's doing this. And they don't want to really create a single religion, just an ethic there. And uh, they don't want to control what you say and think and believe and do. As long as you subscribe to their global ethic, then we're cool. Right. It's just, it's this, as freedom loving tyrannical as you can get. Right. Doesn't doesn't that stem back to you know some of these uh, rulers, these kings and rulers of of countries? You know, if they if they didn't kind of, you know, I guess King Henry the Eighth would be one, I guess, because he he, you know, he was booted out of the the Catholic uh, Church, or whatever. And so well, I'll, I'll I'll create the Church of England and that because you won't allow me to do this, and I'll create my own and do that. And, you know, it's very interesting how I guess maybe this is kind of the same things. You know, maybe you, as long as you, it's, we're not going to try to force you to do anything as long as you, as long as you. That that's very interesting when you hear that. That's right. As long as you subscribe to this, my friend. Now you know, marriage <laughs> is right. is kind of a waste of time and a, and a problem for the state too, right? Mm. Yeah. That marriage, that traditional family stuff. You're kind of rewarding your your bloodlines as if you're some kind of an elite racist and we got to stop right. that, you know, that's right. Uh, that's right. so, you know, anyway, all I'm telling you is when you back into these people's beliefs, it is absolutely psychotic and crazy. All right, yeah. there you have it. Brian rest with me, ladies and gentlemen, rest quinnagift.com. Let's jump into the honest money report and let's do it right now. Where's gold sitting, sir? Uh, $2,001 and 10 cents. Wait a minute. Two. How do I do that? Two zero zero one ten. Two zero zero one ten. All right. I slow down on that because I want to make sure I have it right. If you're not careful, so it's two thousand one dollar, right? Yeah. And ten cents, ladies and gentlemen. So basically, two grand for gold, silver. Yep. Silver's twenty five ninety eight. That hasn't changed much, has it? No, that's sixty three cents from last week. I mean, it, it has been, huh? Yeah, we were over twenty six for a bit uh, on the on the paper, and even gold was higher on papers. Did we get these these uh, valleys and peaks, basically that spike up and down, up and down, which they can, you know, do on paper with, with a push of a button or, or a computer, I guess, or or that. Yeah. So if I want to buy an ounce of gold, spots like two grand, right? Yeah. Two two thousand one dollar ten cents. But if I look yeah. at that, then what if I really want to buy like a, a gold eagle coin or whatever worth, um, you know, one yeah, ounce or whatever? What, what am I looking at? You're, you're twenty one hundred dollar range. I got to pay a hundred bucks bump. Yeah. And, All right. And what climbing. about silver? Where's the silver silver eagle sitting? Same place, thirty seven bucks. Uh, yeah, it's about it was in thirty nine, I think, yesterday. <clears throat> For the 2022. Wow, so that, that spread's yeah. getting a little bit bigger even, too, isn't it? Yeah. All right, correct. where's the rhodium sitting? Rhodium, uh, 19,006. So it came down about 1000 bucks uh, for Kurt, you know. Kurt's going broke over there. One thing. Actually, uh, me with silver doing pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, palladium, you know, it, it jumped 200 bucks. It's 3040 now. So it's. You know, with Russia doing their things, it's it's up a couple hundred dollars. Now, I know this is weird, but let's talk about nickel for a second. Yeah. Um, I don't want you to think in terms of dimes and nickels. I want you to think of the metal nickel, right? Right. 
Uh, and the metal nickel, as far as I understand, there's a big old to do with Russia and the the metal nickel, right? Right. Yeah, that that mining industry that they they hold a a large percentage of that. Yep. And I guess what happened? They mined a gazillion times more than we did in preparation for some of this. I guess they say Russia disruptions fuel nickel's ninety percent spike, right? Right. Let's come back with Brian Rust and talk about this more because this is a serious issue, though. What the heck, nickel? Why is nickel so? Um, is it the metal value? It certainly isn't. Well, when I was a kid, they said take a nickel, it's bigger than a dime. Ha <laughs> ha, joke's on me, right? All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live, Brian Rust of RustCoinandGift.com, Honest Money Report on Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russia throws its weight around at the U.S.-Iran nuclear deal that could cancel the entire deal. A last-minute Russian demand threatens to scrub negotiations as the United States appears unwilling to engage with Russia on the matter. Just as the final issues were being resolved, Russia presented a new obstacle by demanding written guarantees from the United States that Western sanctions targeting Moscow over its invasion of Ukraine would not affect its trade with Iran. United Airlines is allowing workers who refused a COVID vaccine to return. Those who are exempt due to religious or medical reasons can't come off paid leave at the end of the month. United was the first major airline with a vaccine mandate, firing about 200 employees who refused to put it in their bodies. New hires must still be protected at United Airlines. For those of us still playing the Daylight Savings game, we're going to lose an hour this weekend as Daylight Savings Time kicks in. USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Bank of America. As the way we work continues to change and we move towards a new normal, access to effective learning and development opportunities remains top of mind for today's workforce. Here's John Jordan, head of the Academy, Bank of America's global learning and professional development organization for employees. As many of us navigate new job descriptions, adapt to changing priorities and shifting demands, and contemplate what's next for our careers, it's more important than ever to prioritize personal growth and development. At Bank of America, lifelong learning is a part of our culture. By offering immersive learning experiences and personalized guidance and mentorship, we're focused on giving employees the skills and knowledge they need to achieve their goals and be successful in their jobs, both now and in the future. For more about Bank of America's resources, visit bankofamerica.com careers. Congress was allocating tons of money up on the Hill Wednesday. Money for Ukraine and to keep the government financed was a big bipartisan deal. Katie Lewis reports. The money covers the U.S. costs of sending troops and weapons to Eastern Europe and equipping allied forces there in response to Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Funds are also earmarked for humanitarian aid. The money is part of a $1.5 trillion bill financing federal agencies for the rest of the year. Indonesia's Mount Merapi volcano spewed avalanches of hot clouds in eruptions overnight that forced about 250 residents to flee to temporary shelters and left ash blanketing nearby villages and towns. The volcano on the densely populated island of Java unleashed clouds of hot ash at least seven times before last night with pyroclastic flows, a mixture of rock, lava, and gas, 
that traveled just over three miles down its slopes. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Brian Rust of RustClinicGift.com with me. Wow, this is really rough, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, nickel in the news. And it reminds me of the joke, you know, when you're a kid, uh, you're, you know, your brother says, hey, I got a nickel or a dime. You should take the nickel. It's, it's, you know, bigger. And the boy keeps taking the nickel over and over and over. The friends laugh at him and laugh at him and laugh at him because he's not smart enough to take the dime. But then one day he was asked about it, and the little brother said, well, I always take the nickel because the second I take the dime, he'll stop giving me money. So I'll just take the bigger, smaller, stupid amount there. So he uh, thinks I don't really know, and they can laugh at me over and over. But, hey, I'm just putting those nickels in my piggy bank, and please do it frequently, and please do it. (laughs) Kind of comical to say the least, but there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But Russia disruption fuels nickels 90% spike, ladies and gentlemen. It got so bad on the London Metals Exchange. They suspend nickel trading as prices is, or prices skyrocket. Brian? Yeah, nickel. You know, we use nickel in a lot of stuff. Uh, withstands uh, heat, you know, engines and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, they, and they're they're a major producer. So one of the I think top three or or so. So where is nickel sitting? Do you have a a number on that? I'm not, I'm not sure where the gauge is, but that. Uh, you know, obviously that that increase will will affect. I mean, it'll definitely hit. Uh, you know, just like everything else, it, it, it affects. You know, maybe you just say, well, nickel. What is it? You know, coins. Obviously, we make coins and so on. Nickel, but stainless steel and medical equipment and and uh, these refineries use it. Jet engines, all kinds of things go into nickel, and so the rippling effect of a lot of things. You know, not only food we talk about and 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 gas prices and so on, but a lot of this. You know, there's a lot of things that go into play when when there's when you know we all of a sudden there's a war and there's sanctions and, and and supply and we've already seen where these supply chains have been disrupted over the last few years with COVID and so on. Well, it's here's one more thing. You know, we've got a war going on and well, how's that going to affect us? Well, there's a lot of effect when it comes into play of, of these companies that that use this. You know, they're now they're going to have a hard time staying in business, perhaps, if they can't manufacture what they need and can't get nickel. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it, there's a lot of that, that that's going to happen. So It looks like nickel and palladium are two metals used big time in the creation of batteries for electric vehicles Correct. and other semiconductors as well. And that's kind of what the core is. This isn't just a battle uh, over metal. It's a battle over the whole economic output in modern times. When you think of batteries and you think of semiconductors, what doesn't need them, Brian? No, that's exactly right. You know, you, you hit it, that, uh, that the, the, uh, making the batteries uh, uh, for computers, for, you know, these vehicles, uh, you know, uh, the electric vehicles, power tool. There's just a lot of things like that that go, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and that, that's the biggest thing that, you know, you, you know, when we, you, unraveling all this stuff that's happened over the number of years, the last couple of years. I mean, just unraveling it all. Well, there's, there's a lot of things that maybe we don't even think of that rippling effects. Some do because it affects their business, the bottom line and, and, and their, you know, staying in business. Well, COVID put a lot of people out of business. Well, this might do that. And, and the, 
you know, and the batteries for their, their vehicles and just anything else. I mean, you know, space technology, you know, they, they send up these rockets and there's a lot of nickel in that. It, it, it withstands heat and doesn't put off pollutants. So it, okay, that's the palladium platinum and it's a nickel byproduct. And so, uh, yeah, it, uh, there's some big effects. And it's scary, ladies and gentlemen, when you really think about that. Russia is one of the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, nation states or state nations that literally um, pumps out tons of nickel. And I don't know if we realize it, but when you have Russia war disruptions and import sanctions and all these things by the United States, uh, it fuels a 90% spike. It was so bad they literally had to suspend trading. Imagine London Metals Exchange suspends nickel trading as prices skyrocket. I look at that, Brian, and I just go, man, we, we, have, we have created a problem that I don't even know that we can back away from now in terms of the economic global repercussions of this. I'm well, against economic think- globalism in the first place, but I'm telling you, we're so tied in and so dependent on all these uh, functionaries, if you will. Uh, we're creating our own demise. Well, that's it. I mean, and, you know, and the, we have, I mean, basically, you know, huge inflation problem, you know, and are going to happen as a base. You know, we got food, we got nickel, we got, I mean, there's so many things going on. And, and I, I really, it's interesting to, to uh, hear, well, you know, that uh, Biden has decided, you know, well, we wanted to, to, you know, take away from the U.S. our own production of, of, of oil and, and, uh, and give it to Russia, you know that was that that contract was really smart. But then you then you you approach him and 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 they're just morons. They sit in an office there and well, we're putting all these sanctions on here and so on. Well, the the effects of all these things that are happening instead of common sense. That's that's kind of a interesting word that went out the window here a few years ago. But common sense of just you know figuring things out before we just do this. How's this going to affect this? They, they, they just bounce around. They don't even care. They, 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 we're going to make this because, because it was Biden versus Trump. Well, when I get in office, I'm not going to tell the people this, but I'm going to wipe anything he did that was good. Just get rid of it because I don't like him and I want it to. Well, well how good was that? You know, they're just common sense just is, is absolutely ridiculous with our leadership in our country. All right, Brian, this gets worse because one thing is they're meddling with the metal called nickel. Uh, They're also having gold and silver skyrocket, uh, and they're having trouble kind of managing that in the paper plate, if you will. London Metal Exchange literally had to suspend trading. It was so bad. Russia in the driver's seat with a lot of this that affects every aspect of our, quote, digital world. But now it gets worse. Headline says Biden and the White House will use executive order to add oversight to cryptocurrency. Listen up. The U.S. government has not had a, quote, unified approach to cryptocurrencies. And they say the potential problems that cryptocurrencies not controlled by your government pose is challenges to national security, threats to the dominance of the dollar, uh, not to mention added difficulty in stopping criminal activity, they say. The move comes as administration officials have raised concerns in recent weeks about Russia's use of cryptocurrency to evade the impact of crushing sanctions in light of the attack on Ukraine. 
The sanctions, believe it or not, have sent the ruble to historic lows and have closed the country's stock market. Now, think about that for a minute now. Now we're saying, hey, because of Russia, because they're avoiding sanctions and using the ruble and digital assets, they're avoiding the dollar. Can't have that, Ryan. No, sir. (laughs) You Russians have to use our currency. And if you don't, we will absolutely sanction you to death, etc. Now, in January, the Federal Reserve, by the way, announced that it would seek, quote, public comment on whether to issue a fully digital U.S. dollar. Uh, You got to kind of wonder what that means. What's a fully digital U.S. dollar, ladies and gentlemen? They say the point of that is the digital U.S. dollar could serve as a more stable alternative to other digital forms of money. Uh, And my response is stable like we print money so fast we're $30 trillion in debt. That kind of stable, Brian? (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of dumb there. The kind of money that's so stable back in the day, a silver eagle is worth a dollar, and now it's worth $37. That kind of stable, Brian? Sure. Yeah. yeah. The kind of stable where gold was pegged at $35 an ounce, and now it's over $2,000. That kind of stability, Brian? Yeah, that's See, right. See, how dumb am I when I bring this stuff up? They're like, well, Sam, you don't have a degree in finance. You know? You, you, uh, what? I mean, it's insanity, Brian. It's, yeah, that's the that's the two words common sense is there is there no common sense well <laughs> it's 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 and and interesting enough i mean if if we realistically we're talking about you know these wars and so on and and, and that is it is there not really about a control of money systems worldwide i mean isn't that kind of a lot of the factor that goes into play now they might not say well it really this war is really about money well the it seems if you go back in history, don't these elitists take you to war so they can raise more money and get, make more money? I mean, it seems like that's kind of what I've read in, in the past. And it, so Well, if, if we go to war, you'll be focused on the war, and you won't think about the con game there, Brian. Right. That's, that's exactly right. And I, I, you, you think basically if, if it's about money, and I, if, if I'm Russia sitting over there and it's about money, you, do you not think that – I mean, common sense would, would make me think that they're going to – they're going to sanction probably money, my, my our money here, the ruble and our stock exchange. So yeah, why wouldn't I create some kind of a you know a crypto or a digital thing so I could you know I'm gonna I'm gonna offset them by this right? I mean, isn't that kind of the war chess game that kind of goes on? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust of RustCoinandGift.com on your radio. The Honest Money Report continues on Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. 
And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. This is getting crazy, I'm telling you what, on the global stage, economically and everything else. I'm against globalism personally, ladies and gentlemen, but they're forcing this interdependence on all of us against our better judgment. I'll tell you that right now. But we're talking about Biden signing an executive order on Wednesday directing the federal government to come up with a plan to regulate cryptocurrencies recognizing what they call their popularity and their potential to destabilize, quote, traditional finance, Brian. In January, the Federal Reserve, believe it or not, announced that it would seek public comment on whether to issue a fully digital United States dollar. Now, listen to this. Also, last month, the Justice Department announced its first director of the National cryptocurrency enforcement team did you know we had a national cryptocurrency <laughs> enforcement team sir well we got I one now buddy and the leader <laughs> of it is a person by the name of you or you i don't know how buddy. to say this e-u-n yun young choi oh un young choi c-h-o-i un young choi who, by the way, will be charged, Brian, with prosecuting criminal cases related to the use of cryptocurrency and digital assets. Mr. Biden's executive order, ladies and gentlemen, could help them control this because they don't have a lot written on this yet, but they say the executive order could help change that. Now, they say this, anticipation of a regulatory crackdown along with rules requiring what they call tougher scrutiny of digital transactions. Uh, Believe it or not, we're tucked into Mr. Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure bill. They say has prompted the cryptocurrency industry to beef up its lobbying presence in Washington, Brian. So this my is getting question, hot fast, my brother. 
Well, my question to you, Sam, is 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 uh, are we contracting with another country to, and we put that other country as the head, and that's the name you read. Now, I could be wrong there, not trying to beat up his name or that, but are we contracting? I, I, and I don't mean to be rude about the name either. I just don't know how to pronounce those things very well. Is the problem? No, you're good. I, I I just wonder if this person is even a U.S. citizen, or are we contracting with China or one of these Asian countries to head that? And then the other thing is. Wouldn't that be more government instead of less government? But but what we need oh we need more oh I see we need more government basically to okay yeah because buddy you know the criminals like the Russians are running around (laughs) using their digital currency against you now I know we told you that it was safe effective completely transparent transactionally and everything else but now we're finding out it's not really like that Brian therefore the government's got to save you I that's right I I get it now yeah I just. And the, the fine print. I'm I'm reading. Okay, I got it. Yeah. See, Brian, you yeah. you could just absolutely lose all your wealth to these criminals. So you got to yeah. have your government. They're the only safe ones. Now, aren't they the ones, Brian, that print a hundred dollar piece of paper? Cost them two and a half cents to print. They charge us a hundred bucks for it, and then they charge interest, adding insult to yeah. injury. But yet, they're yeah. the ones that are going to stabilize your world and be honest about it, Brian. That's right. Yeah. Can't well, have them dishonest paying. actors out there. Well, I. I think we're paying a billion dollars in interest each year, so that's that's fun. That's always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. just try to count to a billion, ladies and gentlemen, so you can figure out how much <laughs> it really is there. That's You'll be right. counting until you're senile. In there. interest. See, the word interest. We're paying a billion dollars <laughs> in, in I, you know, common sense again. Where's common sense? Brian, I don't have any interest in doing that, my friend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to make fun of this person's name, but it always makes me think. Whenever I think of choy like that, I think of bok choy, that herb or whatever it is. That, oh yeah, <laughs> Un Young Choi, who will be charged with prosecuting criminal cases relating yeah. to the use of cryptocurrency and digital assets. So, are we talking about illegal use, Brian, or just use? See, I kind of don't know that either. Right. Good question. That, who knows? I mean, and what, who who determines? I get well. He would determine, I guess, if you're a criminal or if you're just, you know, you're using or you're not following the rules or something. What about the checks and balances? What about due process? We don't have just like the normal courts to deal with that, Brian. We got to have some new czar, some new joy czar going on. Is there a is there are those two words even? Did they remove those from the dictionary? I think wow, I don't know. I just find it <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Well, You're while right. they're tampering with the currency, while we're going to war, while the economy's spinning out of control, while they're get, getting caught lying on every subject under the sun, ladies and gentlemen, it gets worse. Headline, Colorado County Clerk accused of tampering with voting machines. They say the Mesa County Clerk, that's Mesa, Colorado, Mesa County Clerk, Tina Peters is her name, is charged with, quote, 10 counts of related to tampering with voting equipment they say she's a republican running for secretary of state there and they say she has promoted false claims of fraud in the 2020 elections there brian now how dare her do that they say tina peters um well she was indicted tuesday evening on 10 counts criminal counts of allegations that she tampered um Anyway, it's kind of interesting, the battle. She claims that there is election fraud, and she can prove it. They claim that she tampered with the machines. 
What's interesting is she's saying they tampered with the machines. So will the real machine tamperer please stand up, Brian? Yeah, that's right. What's the, the game show right there? That's that's right. Well, how about we how about we get uh, Mister Inu or whatever the guy's name is and put him on a uh, uh, the top of a you know an investigation on all the things that we've caught and they don't prosecute or don't do anything about that. Instead of jumping over here and creating this, why don't we use him to do real good? We you know and 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 actually. Once we've proven there's some things going on, why don't we go have him jump in there and help the country in that aspect and start prosecuting our those people that are really causing havoc instead of just pushing that story away and creating a new story? Yeah, this will make it really hard for her to go ahead and continue her candidacy, won't it there, Brian? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they say the bottom line is Miss Peters, she entered a, quote, secure area of a warehouse where voting machines were stored, and she copied hard drives and such and election management software from the machines. And I don't know why they wanted the material, Brian, either. Um, well, I would assume it's so they could get a copy of the software so they could prove the software was fraudulently tampering with votes, but you can't do that. They say the grand jury was randomly selected from the same pool of citizens that elected clerk Tina Peters. So anyway, very interesting stuff. Um, it's a big battle, and they're claiming the big problem with her is that, you know, she tampered with the machines, but everything they did or that we're accusing them of doing, now they're accusing her, the candidate, of doing, Brian. But it gets right. worse. They've turned because while the they say, While they say there's no vote fraud, now they're saying she committed vote fraud. But there is none, don't you know, Brian? Yeah, that's right. Except for the candidates that you might want to elect and those ones that are trying to get to the bottom of it. I mean, if there's any vote fraud, it's them. That's, that's right. Well, it gets worse because we reported on Wisconsin yesterday about how there's a big old hope to turn overturn their election results because of the vote fraud. But now we have a new discovery. You ready? Yeah. All right. Texas elections official to resign after thousands of uncounted ballots found. <laughs> yeah, stories by Jack Phillips there, Brian. No vote fraud going on. Well, except for this one. Okay? You got to understand, this is real vote fraud, buddy. Now, Jack Phillips wrote the piece for um, the Epic Times and others, but they say this. The Harris County Election Commission, I guess the election commissioner is resigning after 10,000 uncounted ballots have been discovered, <laughs> sir. Now, that was for last week's primary. There was no election fraud in 2020, but now there's election fraud yeah. everywhere, Brian. <laughs> Today, I'm submitting my resignation. Effective July 1st, says uh, Isabel Lamoria, I guess is her name. You've got to resign there because, man, it's getting bad, Brian. Texas yeah. elections official Isabel Lamoria, or whatever her name is. Um, there you have it. I, I, I look at this, and I just go, man. They're making the, the water on this so muddy, Brian. You'll, you'll never get to the bottom of it. That's usually what happens. They, they don't want the truth to come out because that really points a finger, and we, we can't have that. So the media, you know, let's just get the media on our side, which they've done very well of just turning the tides of the truth. Now listen to this. This truth. is interesting. They say yeah. they're not clear why she's resigning. 
But the Harris County Republican Party in Texas recently filed a lawsuit against the commissioner after the 10,000-plus ballots were discovered. Oh. But we don't know why she's resigning, Brian. That's right. That's what? right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now here's the interesting thing. They say there were other issues with the primary election, including staffing problems, equipment issues, and longer than usual lines in addition to the 10,000 missing ballots. She says the buck stops with me to address issues for voters, and I did not even meet my own standards, she says, as she resigned. The resignation came days after, they say, some 6,000 Democratic votes and some 4,000 Republican votes were not counted. So this is what we're talking about, Brian. But, of course, what they'll say is, yeah, that one election official needs to go down because she's a criminal. Uh, But you know what? There's not really any other problems. Listen, here's what they say. While the votes were scanned into our tabulation system just fine, they were not transferred and counted as part of the unofficial final results. It was an oversight, don't you know? So here's my question. Yeah, yeah. I say that the computers are the problem. They say, oh, there's no way that's possible, Sam. But what I don't understand, Brian, is um, so they were scanned into the system fine. But the system didn't transfer them properly into the real tabulations. So what would stop the software from transferring them to the proper tabulations there, Brian? Would that just be like a mishap? The software is perfect. It's debugged. It's all good. But that would just happen? Or did somebody do it? Or what? See, we're not going to get to the bottom of that. What we're going to do is just arrest this criminal. Call it a day. Tell you if you think there's election fraud, you're on crack and move on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no election fraud. Them whacked out conservative crazies out there. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing. They say this even took place after tighter election rules, laws, and guidelines are in effect. Yeah. Government. Are we building your confidence, Brian? Yeah. Good. I, I try, that governmental guideline, that's always a good one, right? Yeah, let's have those guidelines for crypto because, man, it's getting out of control, that crypto. There you go. All right. I'm I'm for constitutional currency, gold and silver coins, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust, the man on the ground, ready to help you take possession of your medals, is available now. you got a friend in the coin business. I call him Dr. Honest Money, personally. Anyway, his website, rustquitandgift.com. He ships all over the country. Brian, thank you, sir. Godspeed. Hey, thank you much. Truth will make you free, right? Amen to that. For Sam Bushman and Brian Rust, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. I am Sam Bushman. This is indeed Liberty Roundtable Live. This is the broadcast for March the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. 
Yes, indeed. We believe the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, is the blueprint for liberty. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders. One of the great solutions we still have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. The only question left is, will the deep state criminals allow us to peacefully restore the country? <laughs> Time will tell. I'll tell you that. We'll keep an eye on the ball just for you. Last hour, we had Brian Rust on RustCoinandGift.com. We talked about the Honest Money Report. We talked about Russia disruptions, fuels, nickels, 90% spike. We talked about the, it was so bad the London Metal Exchange had to suspend nickels trading as prices skyrocket. We talked about Biden signed an executive order on digital currency. He wants to take control, baby. In January, the Federal Reserve announced it would seek public comment on whether to issue a, quote, fully digital U.S. dollar. Wow. Last month, the Justice Department announced his, quote, first director of the National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team, Un Young Choi will lead up the team and who will be charged with prosecuting criminal cases related to the use of cryptocurrency and digital assets. They didn't say the criminal use. They just said the use. Very weird wording, to say the least. They're coming for the crypto folks now, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Well, they say we've got to have anticipation of a, quote, regulatory crackdown, along with rules requiring what they call tougher scrutiny of digital transactions. Why? Well, because Russia's using cryptocurrency to avoid sanctions, don't you know? All right, we also talked about these two stories relating to vote fraud, and uh, we covered them. There's no vote fraud except for now there's two stories in the mainstream press relating to vote fraud there. The folks that are trying to stop vote fraud, they say, are committing vote fraud. See? That's how it works, right? Well, there's good news, though. Kurt Crosby, our good buddy, just emailed me. Headline says, quote, New York court dismisses Spermatics lawsuit. It's a $2.7 billion uh, lawsuit against Sidney Powell. Can you believe that? A $2.7 billion lawsuit? Wow. Anyway, they had to dismiss it, I guess. Uh, Sidney Powell's fine now. The judge dismissed all claims against former Trump attorney Sidney Powell and the Fox host Janine Pearl also. The court held that it had no jurisdiction over Miss Powell. Amen to that, right? So the judge dismisses it. Now, people like me, people uh, who are doing a great job over at frankspeech.com and other places, are telling the truth on the lawsuit. They're saying, hey, got dismissed. That's a headline in and of itself. That is huge news. Why is it huge news? Well, number one, the court has no jurisdiction over Sidney Powell is huge news, right? No jurisdiction? Think about that. But secondly, it's a huge news story because the mainstream press singled out Sidney Powell and had headline after headline after headline. Basically, this attorney is going to get crushed by the government for her fraudulent claims. Now it turns out the courts say we don't even have any jurisdiction over her, and they dismiss the whole thing. So when you make it a separate headline in the news to point out Sidney Powell and attack Sidney, and now this is completely dismissed with no jurisdiction, 
it needs to be a headline in and of itself as well to kind of answer the truth in the case, if you will, right? But the mainstream press is so dishonest. Here's what they've done. They have created a headline. And it says, the headline is this. Judge drops $2.7 billion smearmatic suit against Sidney Powell. That's the headline, okay? But when you start reaching, reading the headline, the author of this article is constitutional nobody. And then they say this, that in New York, or I'm sorry, in New York, a state court ruled on Tuesday that Smearmatic could pursue its $2.7 billion lawsuit, defamation lawsuit, alleging that Fox News, Rudolph Giuliani, and others falsely claimed that the maker of electronic voting systems had helped rig the 2020 U.S. elections in favor of Joe Biden. Now, did you hear what I'm saying? So they start out and they tell you that Sidney Powell had everything dropped. That's the headline. But when you start to read the article, it says, hey, <clears throat> Fox and Giuliani and everybody who tried to dismiss this suit got overruled and the judges continuing it. In you know, New York Supreme Court Justice, David Cohen is his name, rejected the requests of Rupert Murdoch's Fox News and Fox Corporation. Uh, not to mention Maria Mar- Bartiromo and former anchor Lou Dobbs for dismission of Smearmatic's claims against them. Cohen revealed that Smearmatic could pursue some claims against Giuliani, who worked as an attorney for former Republican President Donald Trump. Okay, so they they do this. They say, hey, this thing is dismissed against Sydney. Then they go on and tell you that the suit can progress against Giuliani and everybody else. And then later down in the story, they say the judge dismissed all claims against former Trump attorney Sidney Powell and host Janine uh, Pirro. So this is what I mean by the misrepresent the facts. If you look at the headline, you go, oh my gosh, Sidney Powell's off. But when you read the story, the head of it basically says, hey, the suit can move forward against Giuliani and against all these people. Well, that's what happened. That's factual. But the way they write the story makes you believe, well, the case is legitimate. Everything's going forward. Spermatic's right. The judge agrees with them. But they bury this Sidney Powell dismissal in the way of the wording to where you're confused. You think, oh, that headline's weird. The case is pursuing, progressing. According to Smearmatic, the defendants fabricated a story alleging that his technology helped Biden steal the 2020 election from Trump using its technology. Yeah, they say Fox News did it to boost ratings. Yeah. Now, the judge did not rule on the merits, but said that Fox might have turned a blind eye to the outrageous claims. So inherently improbable that it has disregard for the truth. Anyway, the story goes on. But all I'm telling you is when you look at the headlines in the mainstream press, everything they're saying is, hey, 
the case goes forward against Giuliani. The case goes forward against Fox News. They admit to the Sidney Powell dismissal, but not really directly. They kind of bury it in confusing language that makes you believe the case is continuing. Well, I have a, a view on this. The reason that the case is continuing is because they can probably barbecue Giuliani and, and, and Fox and, and stuff. But they can't barbecue Sydney because she's got too much evidence. And they don't want to take her to court. What they want to do is dismiss it in an effort to make sure that her evidence never sees the light of day. So let's pursue the deep state folks, Giuliani, Fox News, because we can control the outcome. We can get egg on their face, but backhandedly uh, reward them. And we can do whatever to make it look in the public eye like, yeah, Fox, you were out, outside of the bounds on this one. But don't worry, there's no vote fraud. We're all good in the end. But if you take on Sidney Powell, you're going to be forced to admit to and deal with all the things that she's got in terms of evidence on the facts, the affidavits, the evidence, the all that you're going to be forced to bring this stuff forward. They don't want that done. So what you do is you shut down Sydney and dismiss it, which I call a win, but it's almost a hollow win, ladies and gentlemen. Not because Sydney's not right, but because now she can't get the evidence in front of people to drag out the truth and show how criminal your government is. New York court dismisses Smearmatic's lawsuit, $2.7 billion against Sidney Powell. The judge dismissed all claims against former Trump attorney Sidney Powell and host Janine Pirro. The court said we don't have any jurisdiction over Janine. So that's the way they get out of it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the way they dishonestly get out of it. And now they can just bury everything. They can bottle it up. They can, yeah classify everything or put everything under quote gag order or whatever they do i'm not an attorney i'm just telling you okay and it reminds me of what happened in the ammon bundy case i'm glad that ammon bundy and those guys are let free and they're guilty of nothing but again the court in las vegas literally was incensed at how criminal the fbi was and uh, dismissed the case but what that means is ammon bundy can't force on record all the criminal provocateurs that were involved there Ammon Bundy can't force on record how criminal the government is and eventually push for accountability. It's all dismissed, so no harm, no foul, government side, if you will. Well, same thing with this spermatic discussion about, you know what? Hey, now Sydney can't get all this information in front of the courts and eventually in front of the people. Because it's all buried, it's all shut down. So on one hand, I'm delighted that the truth comes out that Sydney is not guilty and they don't have jurisdiction over her or Jenny Pirro. The negative, though, in my mind is that we can't force the proof and then we can't counter sue and we can't really carry out greater discovery on the truth. That's my concern with it. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. The Epic Times.
www.freedomfactor.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm saying to you, the mainstream press is dishonestly reporting this. You read a headline that the case is dismissed against Sidney Powell, but then when you dig in, you find out the case is going forward for Rudy Giuliani and all kinds of people, Fox News and da 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 But what they've done is they've strategically manipulated this in the press and in the courts, ladies and gentlemen, saying they don't have any jurisdiction over Sidney Powell and dismissing all claims against her and Janine Pirro. The problem with that is they've been sidelined now, and all the information will be bottled up and manipulated to where, hey, there was no vote fraud. Sidney Powell, it was dismissed because we don't have jurisdiction over her, but her, her claims are unfounded. We'll just pound that in the media and lie. But the truth is Sidney Powell then can't get her information and can't force via discovery and everything else. You can't get whistleblowers to testify. You can't because there's no case anymore. And Fox News is part of the deep state, so they're not going to really take it on. They're just going to go, golly, I guess we kind of reported out of turn. We got egg on our face kind of thing. Uh, and Giuliani and others are going to keep battling. But in the end, you know, hey, what's going to happen there? Nothing. So what they're really doing is manipulating this case. And really, I wish the Sidney Powell case went forward so she could get discovery, so that she could carry out the truth. I believe Sidney Powell's innocent. I agree with that point. But now they've chopped her off at the knees in terms of her being able to get the facts out on the table. Now, I pray that she can countersue or do something. I don't have the legal mind she has, so I hope she's got uh, more up her sleeve. But I commend Sydney for her hard work, for her honesty, for her integrity. I commend her for her discovery and her effort to get the truth on, um, on the public's radar, if you will. I hope she keeps going. Uh, I, I'm glad that this was dismissed because at least she's not under now a $2.7 billion concern. Uh, but like Ammon Bundy, I'm glad he's out and he's free and he's guilty of nothing. But see, the government strategically does this to make sure there's no transparency. There's no accountability here. You can't find out what really happened because it's all bottled up. Anyway, I don't want to go on about this forever, but I do think this is something serious that we need to really understand. We really need to understand this, ladies and gentlemen, because it's serious, right? 
All right, Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, emailed me, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, headline from Rand. Right? Dear Sam, Biden's economy is about to become a nightmare. And now the American people have to suffer the consequences for his bad decisions. Did you think prices were bad before? Wait until you see how bad they get over the next several weeks. Gas prices are going to skyrocket. Food prices are about to go up. Basic life necessities are about to become unaffordable for many people. And it was also avoidable for Joe Biden. He could have ignored radical left-wing activists and built the Keystone Pipeline to make America energy independent. He could have continued the common-sense policies of President Donald J. Trump that prevented war from breaking out in the Ukraine during the Trump administration. But, of course, Joe did none of those things, continues Senator Rand Paul. And working-class Americans will be the primary victims of Joe's incompetence. See, I think there's where Rand Paul's wrong. I mean, I get what he's saying, and I agree that Joe's incompetent, but look, this is a strategic takedown of America. This isn't just the incompetence of an old man. This is a strategic reset of the world's economies. This is an intentional takedown of the United States, the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is a shot across the bow of all freedom-loving people everywhere. They say Biden's left-wing donors in the Hamptons just don't care. They have more than enough money to weather this economic storm, right? Rising gas prices are a drop in the bucket and matter of not to them. It's ordinary people like you and me that'll have to pay the price. But Biden's not looking out for you, ladies and gentlemen. He's looking out for the wealthy elites that spent billions to get him elected. Joe Biden may not care about how his policies impact you and me, but we do have one tool in our back pocket, our votes. And we have an excellent opportunity to use our votes to get America going in the right direction again, says Rand Paul. Uh, a A resounding defeat for the Democrats in this year's elections will show that the consequences of ignoring us as Americans is critical. Now, right now, Rand Paul says, I'm up against a Democrat machine in my home state that's looking to take me out. They think they have me on the ropes, but I'm ready to prove them wrong. And with your help, you and I will show them. And here it comes. I'm asking you to stand with me today. And here comes the big old plea for cash by Rand. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to be rude to Rand Paul because I agree with a lot of what he does. I really do. I have tremendous respect for him compared to others. I get all that. I understand all that. But you know what? Quit begging me for money all the time. You will never compete with a deep state when it comes to money, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how much money you spend. They'll just print more and spend more than you. I don't care how much money. Okay, you and I have to be transparent about the givings to politicians that we do and we're ratcheted down to a certain amount of money well the deep state thugs have all kinds of entities that allow them to move money around without accountability without limits without transparency to the point where you will never compete with them on a funding scenario never because we don't know where their money comes from for all we know the government prints it and then gives it to these clowns through all these 
secret entities that eventually, hey, it funds the politicians. We don't have any idea. You can't trace the money because they've found ways around the election laws and around the finance regulations and everything else, okay? So, look, Rand, I don't mean to be rude, but begging me for money, having me take money out of my wallet for my family and turn it over to you so you can stay elected is a fool's errand, my friend. It's an absolute fool's errand. Now, do I think we need to do something? Yes, I do. Do I think we can create accountability? Yes, we can. But it isn't going to happen by me sending a bunch of money to Washington, D.C. and Rand Paul's pack or pocket or whatever to help him stay elected. They'll just commit vote fraud. Or they'll just outspend and outfundraise him to the point of no return. With unlimited money, they can put unlimited armies on the ground, carry out their bidding of vote fraud, of tabulation manipulation of i can go on and on right you will never win that battle the only way you can win that battle rand is if you get enough people on the ground in your district in your areas to really put foot soldiers on the ground and then the only way is if we can circumvent the mainstream press to tell the truth about you and the good that you're doing so i'm not debating that we need to keep you in congress rand i think you're a good guy and i think the truth is on your side I think you've done more than almost anybody for true transparency and accountability in government. There's no doubt about it, Rand. But you know what? When you want me just to take money out of my wallet to fund your campaign and 56 campaigns around the country, you and Donald and others are on a fool's errand. Because the deep state is in bed with the Democrats. The Republicans and the Democrats of the deep state are against you and I. And they've got unlimited funding at their fingertips, folks. Fool me not, my fair-weather friends. Deceive me not, because you know what? You will never win that money fundraising game. By golly, we're behind in the fundraising. If I don't turn in this much money for my third quarter or my whatever results, they're going to think that I'm weak and that I don't have the support that I need. Let's show them we can turn in a lot of money. They're laughing at that game. They're laughing at that idea that, oh, you know what? You almost got elected. You should just try again. So close, but no cigar, my friends. Uh, and they go on and uh, to the point of ad nauseum. It's sickening, folks. It makes you want to puke. And then Rand emails me, Sam, why don't you take money out of your wallet for your family there? Even though gas prices are about to eat you alive there. Now. Uh, it's, all, it's all the fall to Joe there. Look, Republicans and Democrats together as the left, right wing, bird of, same bird of prey, has been abusing us. Pat Buchanan highlighted that reality that, look, it's the left and, white re- left and right wing of the same bird of prey, folks. They're deceiving us. And Rand and others, I believe, are falling for this, where all you got to do is give them a few more dollars. All we got to do is get a dollar from 30 more people in your zip code, Sam, and we can go ahead and take them on. No, you can't. That isn't the way you're going to do it. If we give you $2 million or $20 million, Rand, or $200 million, Rand, they're still going to commit vote fraud just the same. Look, Donald Trump has plenty of money. Didn't do him a lot of good with the vote fraud. Now, did it there, Rand? Believe it or not, Donald Trump's raised more money on the backs of the American people after he lost the election than you can imagine. Your father, Ron Paul, back in 2008 and 2012, literally raised $6 million in one day. He barely made it into the debates, much less uh, real accountability in the election cycle. So I'm not downing these people. I get that they're the better guys in the in the batch, right? 
But, folks, if you believe that we can just take money from our hard-earned wallets and give it all to them, and that that's going to fix America, I'm telling you, you are sadly mistaken. Quick pause, our guest in seconds. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Although not authorized to set any policies, Vice President Kamala Harris is in Poland with President Andrzej Duda to discuss Russia's violent invasion of Ukraine. Speaking at a press conference, Vice President Harris. I want to be very clear. The United States and Poland are united in what we have done and are prepared to do to help Ukraine and the people of Ukraine. Polish President Duda via a translator. Attacking Georgia in 2008 and attacking part of Ukraine in 2014, I knew that this appetite, this imperial appetite, will grow. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov on Thursday said that Russia's economy was experiencing a shock and that measures were being taken to soften the impact. He told reporters it's very hard to forecast anything. The Moscow Exchange stock market remains closed. USA Radio News. This report sponsored by IBM. Supply chain shortages and backups have been felt across the world, and one cause for this might surprise you. The new X-Force Threat Intelligence Report from IBM Security reveals that ransomware attacks on the manufacturing industry have contributed to a heavy burden on supply chains, with unpatched vulnerabilities becoming the leading cause of manufacturing attacks. Charles Henderson, head of IBM X-Force. Criminals are taking advantage of our fragile supply chain by targeting manufacturing organizations with ransomware. We'll soon start to see the costs of attacks passed down to consumers. And while businesses need to focus on managing vulnerabilities, consumers should be wary of the links they click. Criminals love to impersonate consumers' favorite brands. The world's most popular tech brands are commonly spoofed to gain access to consumers' personal info, so personal security is of the utmost importance. To learn more, visit IBM.com security. The U.S. House of Representatives on Wednesday pushed through a $13.6 billion aid package for Ukraine. Also included is $1.5 trillion to keep the U.S. government programs operating through September 30th and avoid an agency shutdown this weekend. The man that received a pig heart a couple of months ago to survive has died. David Bennett, who received a pig heart in January in place of his own failing one, has passed away. It's not clear yet what precisely caused Bennett's death, according to the University of Maryland's Medical Center, where he received the transplant on January 7th and had been recovering since. His condition began deteriorating over the last few days. Bennett was the first patient to ever receive an animal organ genetically modified to prevent rejection in a person. The investigative surgery, though it only added just over two months to Bennett's life, informed the field of xenotransplantation, which hopes to solve the human organ shortage. Reporting for USA Radio News and the proud recipient of a human heart transplant, I'm John Hunt. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Wow, have we got a barn burner topic to discuss right now. Our guest, his name is Nan Su. And Nan Su happens to be a senior China and Asia writer for the Epic Times or the EpochTimes.com. We're going to have a discussion about China's goals with regard to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Nansu, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Oh, oh, Sam, uh, thank you for having me. You're very welcome, sir. So tell me a little bit about your background. Who is Nan? Give us kind of a little thumbnail on you, and then we'll get into this incredible article you wrote about the intentions of the Communist Party in China. Yes, uh, I've been writing uh, and also doing news commentating uh, for the Epoch Times ever since uh, 2006. So uh, been practicing journalism, uh, the Epoch Times, uh, Epoch Times, we, uh, we practice so-called traditional journalism and we gave people facts because we believe people uh, smart enough to make their own judgment once they have the facts. Amen to that. Are you from China? Uh, yes, originally 1989. Uh, I came here in January of 1989 uh, as a foreign student, and that was like about five months before the Tiananmen Square massacre, which was June 4th of 1989. All right, so you've been here for a long time, uh, and hey, communism just does not acceptable uh in our way of life how old were you when you came to the united states uh i was 20 something uh, okay so a, a young adult I, I don't need the exact amount yes. uh, age I did. so you grew up in china though and you understand firsthand what living under a communist nation is like versus living under um or living with american ideology right uh, that is correct uh, uh that is correct and uh June 4th, 1989, the Tiananmen Square massacre was actually uh, that it was actually the the event that actually uh, wake me up and let me start looking for freedom and how precious freedom was. Uh, wonderful. Anyway, I bring that up so people understand no better person to report on what's happening in China than someone who grew up there and understands the culture uh, and the situation. And then Nan Su, living in America as long as he has, becoming a senior China and Asia writer, reporter for the Epoch Times. Incredible insight on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So China has goals with regards to the Russian-Ukraine battle. And so uh, Nan Su wrote an article, Beijing can't wait for escalation of Ukraine crisis. Ooh, that's scary, Nan. Yes, that actually, that's the article I wrote uh, at the end of January. It was published uh, on February the 3rd, just one day before the opening of uh, Beijing Olympic. All right, help people understand this then, because listen, Beijing is excited about this evolution of events. Joe Biden and crew falling directly into the hands of the Communist Party. The Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, has strategically positioned itself to take advantage of this situation, right? Uh, that is correct. See, China, the reason, uh, there are a couple of things, there are a few things, if you look at Beijing's behavior, you will understand why 
uh, Beijing couldn't wait for the escalation of uh, of Ukraine crisis. Uh, keep in mind, I wrote that actually before the invasion uh, of Ukraine. Now, uh, there are a few things. Now, uh, number one, uh, when we talk about uh, economic sanctions, uh, the, the biggest sanctions that we, uh, the Western world imposed to Russia was to kick Russia out from the SWIFT, right? Uh, uh, SWIFT. The, 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 and uh, the SWIFT, uh, so people understand, the SWIFT being virtually the, the uh, international banking uh, cartel, if you will, right? Uh, that is correct. Well, if you are not a member of the SWIFT, you not be able to uh, do international trade, pretty much. Now, but however, China and um, Xi Jinping, Chairman Xi and Putin, they have been talking to each other in negotiation to establish an independent financial system that's outside of the SWIFT uh, in the second half of last year. That's number one thing. And number two thing, uh, what's the another biggest uh, biggest sanction, economic sanctions the Western world imposed to Russia? That you know we ban you know the oil from Russia, right? But however, now uh, on February the fourth, the day uh, actually February the third, the day just right before the opening of Beijing Olympic game. Uh, Russia and Beijing and China signed a total 15 economic agreement, and China agreed to purchase 800 billion dollar worth of oil and gas from Russia. So they're they're doing the preparation. They know what's going to happen um, uh, after uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, and also. Uh, in January, uh, on January 23rd, China sent a 39 military uh, airplane approaching Taiwan, and North Korea conducted seven missile tests, uh, including two of the tests were uh, hypersonic missile tests. Uh, you know, guess who gave the hypersonic missile technology to North Korea? It was China. And, you know, without China's permission, um, North Korea wouldn't have done that. Now, keep in mind, you know, January it was the, the month just right before uh, the Be- opening of Beijing Olympic Games. So it was the time China not supposed to doing all this, China and North Korea, right? They, it's supposed the time that the Chinese Communist regime will operate its, uh, its a propaganda machine in its full force to tout their contribution to the world to tout how they can help uh, the world to reach the common destiny of mankind. That's the language of China's Chairman Xi. Now, why they are doing that? Why they are doing all these things uh, just one month prior to uh, Beijing Olympic Games? Because they trying to send a signal to uh, Putin. And, you know, when Putin pushed to the West, China and North Korea will have Russia's back on the East. And in return, they want Russia to support China when CCP pushing to the East and South. You know, uh, the, uh, China's expansion uh, for the next 30 years is really uh, towards the uh, ancient Pacific area. Um, now, especially uh, South China Sea and Taiwan, uh, because uh, 
total one third of international trade uh, goes through South China Sea, so which makes South China Sea the lifeline for Japan's economy. Now, if、uh, China controls the South China Sea, and and they will, you know,、uh, they will force the United States to rewrite its entire its entire. Uh, Indo-Pacific strategy because the key element, the most important element of the United States Indo-Pacific、um, strategy, is Japan. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear about this. What Nan is saying is this: the Communist Chinese Party has long-term strategic plans and goals, and the idea is to、uh, literally let. Joe Biden be the pawn, as he leads NATO in creating tensions over Russia in Ukraine. China then working with Putin, making friends with Putin. Every time we sanction and shut down or shut Russia out of the world, China backdoor says, "Well, partner with us then. If NATO and the United States aren't your friends, we will be." And what they're doing is creating a strategic alliance to say, "Hey, Russia can protect us on the north." We can go ahead and have their back against the evil United States,、uh, and it's a long-term play by the Communist Party because they really want to become the hegemonist nation. They've got a plan to get that done by 2049, the hundredth year of the Communist nation、uh, of China, and they've got this initiative to make that happen, ladies and gentlemen. So, our guest, just so you're aware, Nansu. He's with the Epoch Times, doing a phenomenal job, and Beijing is pursuing its China 2049 initiative. Nan, yes, that is correct. See, China is、uh, it's pushing, really pushing to the east and and the south, and now they need someone to back them up on the. On Let's take a quick pause, Nan. We'll be right back in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. This incredible interview、uh, continues.、Uh, international strategic discussions. What's happening? Joe playing the puppet, folks, being betrayed. He's on a fool's errand. Liberty Roundtable Live. Small Business Tech Guys has a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty, and with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too; they're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults—the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. 
American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Ladies and gentlemen, Nan Sue riding shotgun on the show today, breaking down what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. The Chinese Communist Party has a long-term strategic plan. Anytime America does anything... The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has a plan to win over converts, to partner with countries, and eventually lock the United States out of the hegemonist role. We shouldn't be in it in the first place. Our founders warned us of foreign entanglements, but we insist, right? But China's going to take advantage of that. Nan Su breaking this down. He's a senior China and Asia writer for the Epoch Times. Right before the pause, we are highlighting, look, Beijing is pursuing its China 2049 initiative they've got a long-term plan for this and everything that's happening on the global stage is really aiding and abetting the communist party in their quest tell us about the 2049 initiative and the quest will you nan uh, yes uh, uh china pretty much figure out uh without further political reform uh, they're not going to be enjoying the investment as well as uh, a technology and consumer market from the Western world in the next next 30 years of their economic development plan, like what they did in the last 20 years uh, after China joined WTO. Right, China had their GDP grow 10 times uh, uh, from 2020 to 2020 uh, from 2001 to 2021. Uh, it's so literally, hold really on. So literally, in ten years, they tenfold increased their economic capability, if you will. Uh, twenty years from two thousand and one to twenty twenty one. After they joined WTO in two thousand and one, you know, uh, until now, their their the, the total economic GDP grow ten times. Now, by the way, Russia is just one tenth of China. It's actually a little bit less than one tenth, one tenth of China's GDP. So if you are thinking about uh, who is the biggest threat? You need to have that uh, big picture there. Russia's GDP is equal to uh, GDP of one province in China. So that's, that's, that's kind of a comparison you need to have in mind when you talk about the level of threat. Now, China, uh, they, because they know in the next 30 years they wouldn't be able to enjoy uh, the investment and uh, technology and consumer market. Uh, from the Western world, like what they did in the last 20 years. So they have a plan. So they want to build, they, they, they want to build an inter- a global system that's actually independent from the, uh, from the Western world. It's, 
it's an alliance. It's kind of a global alliance, similar to Warsaw Pact. Anybody still remember Warsaw, Warsaw Pact? That's the alliance controlled by Soviet Union. That's a bunch of uh, Eastern European communist countries during the Cold War. Now, except that the nature of the Chinese uh, uh, new global alliance system is a, it's a little different than Warsaw Pact. Because Warsaw Pact was like a pretty much a, a, a military uh, alliance uh, based on the common uh, ideology that there was communism. Now, China's uh, new goal is to build a global alliance, mainly consists of the Southeast Asian countries. Uh, now, uh, for your information, if you don't know, Southeast Asian country is the number one trading partner now already with China, and uh, EU was number two, and the United States was number three, actually. So they are on their way, you know, doing all this. So they are focused on Southeast Asian countries, the South American countries, uh, African countries, and Central Asia countries. In other and words, what, what you're was, saying what, is it's like Warsaw Pact 2.0. In other words, they're taking this general war pact or military pact and now turning it into a super pact, if you will, based on all things, economy, uh, everything, really. It's like it's like 2.0 or 10.0 uh, of the Warsaw Pact, that, but led by China, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Now, the way they control uh, all these uh, new alliances they are building, uh, see, think about it. In the olden days, the Soviet Union controlled their, uh, all the uh, Eastern European communist countries by KGB, right? So what China is, is doing is they will control or they try to control these countries through technology now. One typical example is China already built uh, the entire internet and information system for North Korea. Now, China's technology comes with the famous backdoor, right? So once they build the technology system for you, there will be no secret, you know, for any nation that use China's technology. So that's how they control this country. And also, and they, uh, the folks, now they try to build a very strong economic tie with this country as the base of the alliance. Uh, China's Belt and Road project, that's a, that's the typical way they try to control these countries. They, the Belt and Road project originally was designed to solve the overcapacity problem of China's uh, con construction industry, China's uh, Residential building, it's like 25% vacancy. The office building was 30% vacancy. So they try to export their extra, uh, their uh, capacity of their construction industry. Now, what they do is they will come to these developing countries. They will build the bridges, airports, and uh, you know, uh, public facilities, and and they will virtually bring a their total own. infrastructure, right? Yeah, the total infrastructure. Yes. Uh, that it's correct. So, but they don't help your local economy. The problem is, what they do is they will bring their own man, their own equipment, their own money, everything from China. And then once they finish the the project, once they leave, your this country, this nation will own China a big debt. So that's called debt debt trap diplomacy. That's another name, famous name for this Belt and Road project. So. They will, all these countries, once they, they, they down this belt and 
and, and Rose Padre was trying yeah, to bail the, the whole point here, ladies and gentlemen, is, is nation building equates to allegiance. Right? Well, pretty much that's what it is. The evil, they will control because they own big debt. Yes. You know, from China. So they will listen to Beijing, right? So that's how they're building their alliance. Use the economic interest, economic tie to build the alliance. And after they build that alliance, they will use their technology to control these countries. So that's how they are going to, uh, uh, they're trying to, how they're trying to control these countries. Now think about this. Uh, back in Ma- uh, March of of uh, uh, last year, I mean, China, remember the uh, Nebraska, I'm sorry, the Alaska uh, Diplomacy Summit, China, uh, the Chinese top diplomats and meeting uh, Tony Blinken and U.S. diplomats and the China's uh, top diplomat say straight to uh, Tony Blinken. Remember what he said? He said United States is not qualified to speak to China. That's what he said in front of all the international media. And guess why they try to do that? They want the public image of a global leadership that's able to challenge uh, U.S. global leadership. Because once they have the public image, there will be more developing nations jump into the line, follow China's wagon. That's what they try so to really- do. So really. Really, this pact that you mentioned, this pact that's kind of going 2.0, is really a challenge to NATO. It's really a challenge to the United States for supremacy and dominance. They're setting the stage for this. They've got a long-term goal. Joe is unwittingly be uh, becoming their puppet as he literally does everything they want him to do. Is Joe just ignorant, meaning Joe Biden, or is he doing this on purpose, do you think, Nan? Well, uh, the Western world has a long uh, has a long mistake uh, in its China policy. Uh, it's not just the uh, United States China policy, also NATO's China policy. Now, think about this: there's two ways in the last century of United of United States history dealing with communist regimes. One way was how we dealt with the Soviet Union, which we competed with them eventually drag their economy down, uh, and then Soviet Union dissolved, right? But however, we, how we dealt with China was a completely different model. We keep throwing money, you know, more and more money to China. Now, just for your information, uh, last year, the U.S. investment in China, I mean, the direct investment, not the trade, the money we invest in China was $125 billion. That's only from the United States. Uh, and from the entire Western world, it was uh, hundreds of billions. Think about this. During the Cold War time, if the Western world keeps throwing hundreds of billions of dollars to the Soviet Union, will Soviet Union never dissolve? Will we, will we have... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to say that again because I want people war. to... Under- hold on, Nan. I want you to say that again because I don't think people realize this. Everybody in America thinks the Soviet Union kind of went away. It never dissolved is what you're saying, and that's factual. Well, right now, China wants Putin, you know, China's chairman Xi Jinping wanted Putin to be, the, to be the second man in his, right now, still building the global alliance. They want Putin to be his second man. 
and to to support China in this, uh, you know, so if you look at the top ten nations ranked by GDP, China has no airline, and uh, Russia ranked the G, uh, uh, Russian's GDP ranked like a number somewhere between number eleven and number twelve. So China really going after Russia to uh, to have Putin to become Xi Jinping's second man. So 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 that's why China can wait because can wait for the Ukraine crisis to escalate because they know once Russia invades Ukraine and Russia is under the economic sanctions by the Western world, therefore, you know, Russia's economy will be entirely depending on China. So that's how they're going to uh, get uh, Russia into their, their new global alliance. Ladies and gentlemen, we're flat out of time. Nan Su, senior China and Asia writer for Epoch Times on your radio doing a phenomenal job. If you want to learn more, go to theepochtimes.com and check out the article, Beijing Can't Wait for Escalation of the U, um, of the Crisis Between the Ukraine and Russia. Okay, China can't wait for that to escalate. Joe Biden, intentionally or not, literally uh, carrying that ball, helping that happen it is dangerous ladies and gentlemen nansu with the details uh, about what's happening check that out uh, any final statements we're about out of time nan but i wanted to give you a chance do you have a final parting statement people ought to absolutely know stop the money that's going to china go check your uh, retirement system and if if your retirement system is using like a Vanguard, State Street, BlackRock, your money is going to China. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And what China is doing is funding the big, biggest military in the world with all of our dollars. That with a huge trade deficit that's been going on for decades, they've been building the greatest military the world's ever known. In their goal to become a hegemonist nation, they've got a deadline at 2049. To make this all happen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Nan Sue. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Sam, for having me. There he goes. Doing a phenomenal job, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, it's getting to be a crazy world. And there's very few willing to tell you the truth on it, huh? Epic Times doing a great job. Uh, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. <laughs>